Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and today we have a very special and different guest on the show. We have Cindy DeAndrea. She's an actor, a writer, producer, fitness expert, and of course, lover of all things cats, which is why we've got her on the show today. We're going to talk about a lot of things, but we're also going to talk about she performs a solo act. She's done three one-woman shows all about cats, cataholics. It's easier to love a cat and cat shit crazy. Welcome to the show, Cindy. Thank you so much, Molly. (laughs) We're tired on those titles, right? That's right. Those are great. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) It's good to have you on the show. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing and, and about these shows. Well, I first uh, started, I first adopted my uh, two rescue kittens in 1997. And it was at a rough time in my life. And uh, uh, my best friend told me, you should just get a cat. And I know it sounds weird. But um, that's what she said and so i had a personal training client that did a lot of rescues and um she had three little kittens i go to people's homes and i train them so i was you know in the middle of training her and all the kittens come around and everything so i asked her if she could help me um and she took me to the shelter and we and I adopted two kittens and they were eight weeks old and the the rest was kind of history. So I sort of was like- Had you you owned cats prior to that or was that your first? No, see, I, I had, we had two kittens when I was a kid, but as I say in my show, tragedy, struck and bye-bye went the kittens and then i asked my parents for a dog and then i got a dog and then the dog went bye-bye so what i didn't realize was those traumas and i didn't realize this until i started actually writing my show that the trauma from those kittens and the dogs from my childhood just put me in denial So I was in complete denial about animals. I was kind of like, no, don't get them near me. And um, until until I adopted the two kittens many, many, many years later. And then it was like, oh my gosh, everybody should have this feeling. How can I have, how can I get everybody to have this feeling? (laughs) I I understand. I I actually have a, a, uh, a decal on my car that says life is better with a cat. (laughs) 
It's true. It's very true. So true. And so, yeah. So I got very quickly into animal rescue and I started with Best Friends Animal Society. And this is back in the late 90s. So we had the lint roller party. We had the super pet adoptions where we had like 65 rescue organizations and I was kind of running that. We had um, started NKLA, uh, No Kill Los Angeles to, to make the shelters be No Kill. That is still a work in progress. Um, but I just, you know, they taught me, they taught me how to do TNR. They, they taught me so much that I sort of just took it upon myself then to become my own solo rescue with my own money. And people would just call me and say, I have a mama and six kids in my backyard and I take my traps over and trap them and get them fixed and bring them back to my house and domesticate them and try to find them homes. And, you know, it's, as you know, it's exhausting. And at the same time, I just was in the zone, you know, how you just feel like when I would drive over, I'd be like, wow, I wish I could I wish I could be this grounded and in the zone in all of my life, you know, because I just, I just, this was my mission and I was going to do it. And, you know, it was very Zen. Yeah. It's a, that I think when you find a purpose like that, it, it is, it's, it's, it is amazing how it affects you. And I have to apologize. We're uh, we're having a rainstorm, so there's there may be some rain noise picked up in this. So sorry and thunder. Well, I was going to say I apologize because I have cars driving by. So sorry for <laughs> the L.A. traffic. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right at night traffic. Yes. <laughs> so how did you get? Now were you acting then, or did acting come later? So Acting I always wanted to do, and um, I did acting as a kid, you know, just local stuff and a little bit in high school and then in college. And after I left college, I moved to New York City and pursued acting, but there was, there was a part of me that just didn't have an, a lot of confidence in, in taking that on. And I had become a certified uh, aerobics instructor and then a certified personal trainer uh, back in the late 80s. And so I had a lucrative career in New York City, training very high end people and making money. And, you know, when you live in New York City, you have to have money. So yeah, a um, lot. <laughs> yes, a lot. So I would do my headshots and I would try and get an agent and I always studied. You know, I was always in some kind of class and I did some fitness modeling and some fitness videos and all that kind of stuff. Um and then I moved to Los Angeles and got more into doing commercials 
And again, studying, studying, studying. I've always had a love of theater. It feels like my home away from home. So I did mostly theater more so than TV and short films. So I've always though, I used to, you know, do soap operas with my friends when I was like a teenager, <laughs> like, you know, with our little cassette I mean, I mean, I'm dating myself. I'm a I'm hundred years old, Molly, I'm a hundred. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just, it, it's, it, writing empties my brain and acting gives me joy. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, to, and cats give you subject matter. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, I, I knew, as you know, that after, after I got my four, you know, my four cats that that I raised, I, I still was bringing in, you know, the fosters and everything else. But I, I started sensing that they were going to be passing at some point. And what was I going to do then? You know, um, so that's what was the sort of impetus for me to start writing shows about them because and it makes me still you know emotional because they they gave me so much and i wanted to honor them before they passed away so i just started writing shows and i started attending lots of workshops and classes for solo shows and it was just becoming a thing. Now it's like everybody's doing solo shows, but this was back. Um, this was back in like 2013, 2014, so like nine, ten years ago. And and it was great because then I can educate people at the same time as I'm entertaining them, which is you know, very effective. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> it is. Tell us about your latest show, Cat Shit Crazy. What, what so, inspired that and what is it about? So Cat Shit Crazy is my third of the three solo shows. And uh, I first performed it in 2019 at the White Fire Solo Fest here in, um, in the Valley in LA. And Catch it. <laughs> My director at the time actually came up with that title. And it's, yeah. It's cute. I, I love it. It's a great title, right? And um, every time I tell people, they have a visceral reaction to it. <laughs> so this is, um, <laughs> this is a show that takes you on a wild ride through the streets of LA, I play all the cats, you go into the shelter, you see what that's like, I play all the cats in the shelter. But it's really about my journey of looking for love. And, you know, I made not so great choices in relationships. And I always felt like 
I didn't belong somehow. You know, I say I grew up a middle child in New Jersey and I was always trying to, you know, maybe if I do this, people will love me. And maybe if I do this for this boyfriend or whatever, then he'll love me. And it never worked. And so it was, it, it, you know, I was really wanting to not be on this planet anymore because I just felt basically useless. And so when the cats came in, I just, just like you said, felt so much purpose and meaning. So it takes you on that journey of, you know, what happened to my childhood and, and why, you know, why I was in the position where I was. And then once I adopted them and the love and the excitement and the joy and, and then becoming the crazy cat lady by, <laughs> well, you have to do this and you have to do this. I think I was listening to one of your podcast mistakes I've made. Yes. Yes. Certain thing. And also the questions that people ask about, you know, how do I get them not to scratch the furniture and stuff like that? And I put these in fun facts in my show. So fun fact, you know, and it's an it's a piece of education, but it's said in a way that, you know, if you preach to people, they're not going to listen to you. But when you put it in this kind of edutainment type of way, they listen. It, it somehow registers. Yeah. It, it, well, and I think because it's visual and it's auditory and it's fun that, you know, it is a lot, you have a lot more recall. Give us an example, dude. Give us what, give us, uh, get into character and give us an example of something in the show. Well, uh, <laughs> well, I train my client, Sue Ann, who is heavy into cat rescue and has a few cats of her own. Okay, Suanne, last set of squat jumps and you're done. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, and Suanne, can you help me adopt a cat? Oh my God, I've been trying to get you to adopt a cat for years. I just know you're ready and I know just the place. So Suanne takes me to the LA shelter where we meet Courtney, one of the volunteers. <laughs> ah, so you want to adopt a cat? Um, yes, yeah, she does, Courtney. It's Courtney. Uh, yes, Courtney. Can you tell Cindy and I where you where all these cats come from and how to adopt a cat? Yeah, they come mostly from the streets, but also too from owners like Luna here, purebred Persian, five years old. Owners declawed her, then brought her here. She's moody. And then I go into me, like going, hi, Luna, like, you know, meeting my first cat. And then you see that she's declawed. So it's fun fact, at least 42 countries and 17 cities have made the declawing of cats illegal, including, and then I go into the, the countries 
And so that's how I sort of insert these little fun facts, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. And in 2019, New York became the first state in the U.S. to ban the decline of cats. Woohoo! You know. Oh, that's uh, fun. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. And so the show, if everybody wants to see it, and I highly recommend you do, yes. it's in Los Angeles. You're going to be in Los Angeles July 18th through 23rd. Right. Yes, it's at the yes, it's at the Broadwater Black Box yeah. in Hollywood, and right now, actually, this is the opening of the Hollywood Fringe Festival. Right now, my show is not part of the Fringe Festival, but tons of shows are at the Broadwater, so it's right on um, Santa Monica Boulevard and Lillian Way. Um, it's it's very easy to access and it's tuesday through friday at 7 p.m and then saturday and sunday at 4 p.m and they made actually it it's the sacred fools theater there's actually four theaters but they made one of the small theaters a bar so right <laughs> there's a bar right next door and you can go to the bar after you can go to the bar before and it's a great place to you know meet with people and talk with people after the show um that's and fun and and have you got a uh, have you got a rescue that's gonna have cats for adoption out in the lobby <laughs> Yeah, that's what I have done with my former shows. I've actually, um, you know, the shows that the, 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 I usually write in my program, Fix Nation, of course. Fix Nation is where I did, um, the, a lot of the TNRs. Kitten Rescue, um, I volunteered for them. Uh, Best Friends in NKLA, and then other, cat rescuer you know that don't get as much exposure as you know the best friends people and i whatever money i made from my shows i would donate and i hope to do that i'm going to edinburgh and it's it's a lot of it's a lot of um money but this is my first time going out of the country and reaching my goal and my mission, which is to bring consciousness to animals and how they heal us and that it's okay to grieve over the loss of a cat or a dog or, you know, we're, we're kind of a community that sometimes people go, ah, it's just a cat. What are you crying? You know, but no, you know that these are our children. These, you know, I was, I was never mom, mom to a human, but i felt like I was a mom to my cats. And um, so it's the it's the first step to sort of reaching um, international people as well and um, teaching people how to take care of our community cats, how to what to do when you see outdoor cats walking around. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's a run up in LA to twenty three <laughs> performances in Edinburgh. Wow, twenty three! Yeah, that's a I'm lot. Yeah, it's a lot, and I'm connecting with animal um, 
shelters there. They don't have the problem that we have in LA, but they definitely still have homeless kittens and cats. So I'm really excited also to, to hear and listen and also get educated about how other countries deal with this this yeah. issue. Yeah, and that is really fun. Cats are just the best, aren't they? They absolutely are. I totally agree with that. They are the best. Where do people find tickets if they want to come to your show in LA? Um, it's on the Eventbrite. I can put the link somewhere. I don't know where, but yeah, and we'll put the link when we promote the the show as well. So okay. yeah. Um, yeah, and you can also find me on Instagram at cindy.deandrea, D-A-N-D-R-E-A. Um, and I have a Facebook page. I have like six Facebook pages, but um, I, I have it on Facebook. You can you can contact or find me on Facebook. Um, but yeah, it's it's a way for me to bring and even my fitness stuff, you know, I bring that into the cat stuff to the, you know, to the acting to the so it's really tying everything together. And it's fun. And, right. you know, people, people that have seen my shows in the past were like, I'm, I wasn't a cat lover, but I really liked this show. You know? <laughs> so hopefully we can bring some some on our side, Molly. That's right. That's right. Convert them. <laughs> apostles, yeah, right? We're the apostles of cats. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. And you know, it's interesting because when I first started, there was no Instagram. There was no Facebook. There was no... So I would print out flyers and go to like vets offices and ask them if I could post up the flyers. I would go to like Jamba Juice and places that had like bulletin boards. I mean, it was really hard not, you know, there's so much more exposure now. Yeah. Um, you know, there's podcasts. <laughs> like, you right. know, <laughs> and you know instagram and facebook and and twitter um to bring the attention to ha- the cause you know yeah you well i was watching uh some of the clips from your show and uh on the eventbrite link you can see a little bit of her show and it's and it's very clear that you're a fitness person because you are in amazing shape. You have to you have to go look at her clips. Her arms are chiseled. <laughs> it's, I'm very jealous. <laughs> but I would imagine you have to stay in that level of shape by doing a one person show, and especially 28 in a row. Oh my gosh, night after night. Yeah, I know. It's it's. It's a lot, and it is. As I get older, I'm like, uh, you know, I have to, I have to work out more to keep in shape, as we all do. That's what happens when you get older. But my show, yeah, there are some solo shows that the person is just sitting at a table drinking a glass of wine. But that is not my solo show. You know, my solo show is, yeah, I'm all over the place. 
Yeah. It looks like you're very active in the. (laughs) You are correct. (laughs) That's fun. Well, thanks for being on Cat Talk Radio. And I look for, I'm going to check my calendar and see if we can, we can maybe be out to see the show. That would be fun. I would love that. And thank you for all that you do and all that you do to educate people as well and to keep people connected to this cat community because it is it it's sometimes i don't know how it feels like to you but sometimes it feels just non-stop and especially with covid and stuff it just sort of the homeless situation really increased a lot for cats because yeah. the shelters closed down and the tnr places shut down so yeah, it really is. It's the work is never done. Sadly, it won't be done in our lifetimes. Hopefully, we're we're planting some seeds and making foundation for for future, for a better future for, for all of the cats. But yeah, well, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, and thank you for what you do, and thanks for for being on the show today. Thank you, thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop.